This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. is on fire. Come on in. Welcome to Fly on the Wallin, where two sexy firefighters try to prevent the flame from getting too hot. We're here to share our stories of dating, parenting, and what happens when you record it all for the world to see. Before we get started today, we want to always, always, always thank those of you on Patreon. Hey, patrons. Uh, if you want to join our Patreon, you can give $1, $2, $5 a month to sponsor the Wallen family. And the link to the Patreon is in the episode notes. So you can find that on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, hello, YouTube. I love YouTube. It didn't down on me that people can participate more in the podcast dialogue with the YouTube. I know that's like, duh, Amber, but... I don't know. I just didn't think about that. So hi, YouTube. Oh, yeah. YouTube comments, right. YouTube right. comments allow more interaction. Yeah. Yeah, because that's kind of the only interface that you can interact with it. Yeah. Like, I we guess can speak a back. podcast, um, you can leave, leave a podcast review. That's one way to interact. And Ooh. the more podcast reviews we get, the more likely it's going to pop up on someone's feed. Absolutely. So, yeah, if you enjoy the show, make sure you leave a review. If you don't enjoy the show, don't leave a review or just lie <laughs> and say you enjoy the show and leave a review lie 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 but yes please leave a review and we will get back to reading those reviews on the air anyway let's jump right into our first segment called hashtag influenced where we talk about our lives as influencers and creators on the internet because it has been a fucking dumpster fire yeah. lately so uh, i've been on tiktok for about a week now uh, which has been absolutely fantastic chilling on the tiktok uh streets first time and uh it was actually amber's idea for me to post no, a video wasn't. yes it was amber made a video uh unaware that this video would be perceived as um i guess you know voyeuristic so it looks like amber is <laughs> taking a video of someone else's child and uh, a grown man and she's commenting whose name on this, I know, <laughs> who's, and she's commenting on this individual's parenting decision, and it, it was my. You can watch the video, and so people thought that, despite I guess maybe, despite the subtitles and despite the fact that you say my baby and look at Ben, they thought maybe I guess uh, that. This they thought I was kid. recording a stranger and a stranger's and child without, without their, their consent, consent. Which, which is cause for alarm. No, yes. no, no, it's not. It's, it's legal. And meet people. Uh, somebody's you, child that you shouldn't do that. Yeah, it's legal. It's legal. I mean, I ethically, maybe not. But that's an interesting conversation. But if you're out in the streets and you are just recording and someone's head pops up, maybe you're recording a skateboarding video. That is still your right to record, and I think that's an important right. It's very, and this is one of the great things I love about the U.S. is that we protect uh, the right to record, 
in mm. many, many different ways. Um, and, and that other countries and other statehoods do not provide that level of support. So that's a that's actually a good thing. It's creepy. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It and which is what people creepy. said. Yeah. And and people had valid points, except for the fact that it's my family that I'm recording. Yeah. So everyone, everyone. And then Amber was like, you know what you should do, Ben? Because this was completely unintentional. She's like, you should, you know, comment. Make a comment. That was my comment. suggestion. I was like, make a comment and troll. And then I was like, I'll do you one better. I'll I'll stitch a video and pretending that I don't know who you are. Just to Yes, it's like it I'm the father in the video. I, Pla- you 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 went like full white woman so, being like he, I'm a a mere victim and this stranger was harassing me, which has now led to people further harassing me which, which has oh increased your level of views it right? has because the more viewage you get yeah the more money you get paid the more technically it's, yes. it's better it's actually better and yes. then people will eventually figure out the joke some people are figuring out the joke and saying oh this was fun and other people feel you know cheated but here's the thing on the I internet understand how people feel cheated i mean it's I, well, there's there's this really interesting well, thing. They on feel the, tricked. tricked. They feel tricked. But there is this interesting thing on the internet where people, like, I will watch a video yeah. that I'm confused about, and then I'll read the comments, and I'll see, like, oh, this woman made a, like, don't you hate when men are stalking you at the gym? And all the comments are like, oh, she's picking on her husband oh, again. Okay, okay. Like, I'll read that and be like, oh, that's fun. Okay. Like, yeah. it's a funny joke. But I So you go of, and, re- let, me, let me be clear. So you go and research the context. Right. Yeah. For the video. Or like even if there's a drama or maybe someone's covering a true crime, you don't really understand the context of it. And then you go and Google it. So you sort of do the groundwork to research. And yes, I'll be like, oh, I could kind of see. Right. Yeah. But I think, you know, it actually it's so funny because sometimes people bait people to do that when it is there. Whatever. It's like I'm going to I'm going to bait like I'm a horrible tenant and my landlord's coming when it's really my partner or whatever. But I so so that's what we did unintentionally. And so we got. Yes. Yes. I actually did not try to bait people. I was like, look at him with my child on the floor. So that's what I was like. Why is this video blowing up? It's so mundane. And I was like, oh, and then you get into people being like blacks, never minding their business. I'm like, oh, so originally. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go, go. I, sorry. You yeah. go. Yeah, blacks never minding their business. Yeah, so then <laughs> it, it, go, it divulged into racism. It goes from zero to racism so fast, and it's like, so I'm weird for potentially posting a stranger's kid, which I didn't do, but you're not weird for just being wildly racist. Cute. Yeah, um, yeah I guess, like, well, okay, I want to go back. The re- the, This video, I think, that inspired me to create my own TikTok is interesting. I think it brings up a really fun conversation, a fun debate. Can I say something real yeah, quick yeah. before that? So, to be fair, you have always had your own TikTok. Yeah. You've been sort of lurking in the shadows, and that's... Or in the and, comments. Or and you've lurked lurk in, in the, the comments. comments. You used to never create videos because when I first started making TikToks, you were a teacher. Yes. So you're like, I don't want anything yeah, that, that can make thing. me lose my job. And yeah. we've already been in the principal's office because, you know, I brought like, a hawk hey, into school. Yeah, you're like, hey, you're on your wife's TikTok. Can, like, this is kind of weird. Some of the kids know about this, but you could sort of never be held liable yeah. because you never had your own videos. So now that you no longer work there, you, I guess you felt a little bit of freedom to start creating your own videos, which I love. Like, yeah. you know, you're a, a phenomenal editor and like but I, what do you think has stopped you from like posting because you haven't been at that job for like a year i mean i don't want to post because it's exhausting it's really hard yeah. to be an influencer and it's hard to post consistently and so what happens is that if both of us are posting a video each day that 
and sort of doubles the work because yeah, if true. you're tired one day and I come up with a good idea, then that idea can just live on your page. Well, if you're tired one day, I have to come up with two good ideas. So that's sort of <laughs> the reason. But th there's a couple of things I want to go back to. Okay. I think in general, the first thing on influencer and just social media in general, if you if you are a social media you know person or if you if you're active on the internet. People try to have like real conversations on the on social media, mm -hmm. and you can have real conversations on the internet. But I don't think social media is the place to have those. Maybe like certain forums, yeah. or other parts of the internet. So yes. you can't have closed a real system. Yeah, like, so like but a TikTok media... or Instagram or getting into beef on on IG is like so absurd. So whenever someone is like uncomfortable with a video Amber and I make, our response is never serious. The only way to match that is with comedy, right? There's, and because if you have a serious response or you're trying to like defend yourself, then it, what will happen inevitably is that you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. Like, yes. You're going to end up, so just double down. Like if someone thinks you're being <laughs> offensive, double down, make it more offensive. If someone thinks that like you were doing something wrong, like, make yeah. them think that you are not only wrong, but you are a terrible person. Like, you know, you sort of play this game. Like, th this is TikTok, Instagram, Facebook is not the place for real conversation. Yeah, well, I think TikTok especially because there's, you know, I posted this exact same video on Instagram, and I think oh, I just yeah. I just have more of my people on Instagram. Yeah, not, a little bit more my people in, means, like, uh, you know, insular. not just not just black people, not just women, not just, like, you know, married people or whatever. It's just, like, yeah, people are a little bit more familiar with blank. Oh, you uh, know what? You also post stories on Instagram. Yes, so If you yes. want to see more of Amber's stories and, like, her day-to-day -day right. and just more, like, you know, yes. uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, you go on Instagram. And so people are going to have more, more of that on Instagram. Yes, so they so people might know a little bit more of our comedy style if you're on Instagram, yeah. which is probably why people didn't pick up on the like the misstep. TikTok is just high visibility, which is great, but you just run the risk of so many random people who have never heard of you, who never don't know you, they're not familiar with what you do, finding their way. Yeah. Like you just end up on their for you page, well, you, which is saying... exciting. It's wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh yeah, sorry. You, you, yeah, you, yeah, sorry. You okay? Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Yeah, I'm ca I'm caffeinated. Yeah, I can tell. I'm like, like oh, now this is like your I, third time running over the queen. Go well, ahead. you've Go ran ahead. over me three times. I just haven't said anything. Oh, we, I have? we got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, blink twice when I do it. Cause I want. I mean, we want to be mindful of. Yeah. Running over each other. Yeah, keep keep going, keep going. Well, I was gonna say because you were before keep the going show. Keep going, you was gonna say. Well, well, <laughs> well, well. I want to bring this. You were saying that you have to constantly reintroduce yourself. Yes, right? you always have to be like, "Hey, if you're new to my," which I hate doing that. I kind of do versions of that, but there is some level of like, "Hey, if you're new to my page, I'm Amber. I'm a 32 year old mom." Da 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 da. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like. I, I'm going to try to lob a joke in there. If you, The girls that get it, get it, and the girls that don't, don't. But I think it, it also stands to generate, like, oh, this is hilarious. Like, I'm new here, and I, I found this hilarious. But yeah. there is some level, like, I remember reading one comment recently that said, like, if this was a joke, someone should have said it was a joke. It's like, then it's not a joke. It's yeah. Because your your response has really got people fired up because they don't they don't know you, so they don't understand, like, satire and stuff. And for people who are like, what the fuck are they even talking about? We'll post the uh, links to the videos in the uh, episode notes, but 
it's just super interesting because obviously there's like super famous celebrities like Beyonce and Elton John, like people who don't have to like they can make a new album or whatever. They never have to like reintroduce yourselves because they're so famous. And then there's like macro and micro influencers where your job is sort of constantly to say like, hey, I'm a yogi who does naked yoga. If that makes you uncomfortable, leave. But it's like something about the Internet is kind of just like. It's, it's almost like a, a, a convention and here's an open door and you can walk in and out and then yeah. but people will walk into a convention room where there's a panel and be like, well, what are we even in here talking about? It's so, like, just sit down and listen. Just 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 look at the comment section. Just read. Just just get a feel for it. But they won't. They'll be like, nope, I'm in. I'm out. So someone doing like naked yoga. Right. Right. This person might have followers who love the idea. It's so fantastic. And. All of a sudden, they might get a, an enormous amount of popularity and fame. Right. Right. And in that instant, then that person has to explain the concept behind naked yoga. And then the concept itself might be grounded in like body positivity, all of this stuff. But when you get enormous amount of fame very quickly, people without context make a lot of assumptions about, you know, the purpose of whatever concept that you have. And so in your case, like all of a sudden you make this video and it sounds like a lot of people watch this who don't really know your your no, style or your com your commentary on the world because I could tell because we were looking at it I was like oh usually the ratio between your views and likes are much higher and mm. so I was like oh in that case probably this video reached a lot of people that weren't necessarily familiar with the kind of comedy that you do yeah I have no regrets and, yeah and in <laughs> influencing that that could happen like you're you have like this this loyal fan base and then all of a sudden you get an explosion of popularity and in that case um influencers sort of have to be cautious of like how they proceed yeah like are you going to sort of defend and be like no this, this is my husband in this case like no. i wasn't filming no you can't do that not. because then your og fans are like no no we're here for the riot like yeah, don't yeah, explain yeah. yourself like we'll no, no. we'll drag them for you no, you no. keep creating what yeah. you do is you make a sitch video of your husband <laughs> doubling down I, it's like, I don't know this i don't know this woman actually amber would sometimes do that to me in public where i would like oh my god remember that yes. Yeah, like, I would like try to give her a hug. She's like, I don't know this man and like run away from me as like a joke. <laughs> like if we were like drinking out yeah. at a bar some night and she decided to like make a joke and try to make me look like a stalker, killer, rapist or something. Yeah, well, especially if like, well, it's past the whole interracial bit, right? I think like to people walking on the street, like we look mismatched yeah, a little do, bit, yeah. like stylistically. Like my socks. Yes, yes, because you're wearing like socks and sandals, and then I'll be in like a pump and or a thigh I, high I, boot. Yeah, I wear like a high sock brown and then a low sock like yellow. Like, yeah, all and I'm like, you know, wearing like a full tool, yeah, duster overlay with like a, a, a cinched waist and looking fabulous, and you know, you rolled out of bed, and so people see that and they're like. There's no world where these two are together. So I'll be like at the front of a Starbucks coffee line and, and Ben is like going to park the car. And so he walks in and goes like straight to the front. Everybody's like, not you cutting this black lady in line. And I'm like, oh. I, and so when that happens, I'm kind of like, ah, should, I, just, me, should yeah, I let, let the just... roast Ben for a second or should I say something? Sort of fucked up. But, oh yeah, well, who's who's effective? Me? It's or? funny. It's fun. I mean, it, it's it makes me feel embarrassed, which yeah. is funny. But um, 
But we've all done that case. to an amount. Do you remember a couple years ago? It was like during the pandemic, where this like white news reporter was, you know, giving updates about the the virus progressing yeah. and stuff. And this he's in doing this in this his study because we're at work from home. And this little kid like jolts into the room behind him, right? And, and he's like, you know, still trying to talk. And so you see this Asian lady come in, like pulling this child, like getting this child out of here as quickly oh, it's like as possible. Not the nanny, or, but it yeah, was some, the, it was the yeah. Mom. And people are in the comments like, "Fire that nanny!" Like, what is going on? The nanny should have known better. And he's like, "That's my wife." <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so you're making a like. It's like your racism is showing by assuming that this like Asian woman in my house is is an employee. And yeah. so I think. With this, the optics of it were perfect. Like, I was perfectly standing in line waiting for the food while y'all were on the side. And it just gave, like, oh, here's. Sort of makes me want to make more intentional content like that. Like, eventually down the road, we should do something okay. to, to call back to this. We should. You know what? All right. If y'all have some ideas out there about how we can keep people trolling us because they don't assume we're together, like, I'd love. Oh, you've talked about doing that in, the, in public before. You'll be like telling people like oh is this your wife you're like no it's the nanny and just like slapping my butt or something and just like making them feel uncomfortable they're like I have wait never, so you're boning your nanny i have yeah. never said that you you have thought about doing yeah, like that as a joke. yes yeah, yes I should, I should do this yeah no i that's so cringy it is cringy but it's also just yeah it's, it's sort of it's sort of cruel as well if people don't know how to take a joke you know because it is a level of deception but yeah. yeah. Well, I will say I did irony. not try to actively deceive people this time, but yeah. I guess I did. Yeah. So maybe we should. Like, how long do we keep this joke going? Like uh, we don't. I mean, we just don't say anything. Don't don't refer back to it. y'all. Can, okay. Good. Y- y- those who listen to the podcast will know. So. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, anyway, you want to go to yeah, our in, next segment? Imperfect parent. What's that about, Ben? Yeah, this is uh, the section of the show where we talk about how we're just the worst parents ever. Wild deserves, our child deserves so much better, and yet she chose us, apparently. Uh, <laughs> we went to a, we took her to a concert. Um, you know, at, please tell us, please comment uh, or, or share a story, DM us of a time you took your baby to a concert and, and what tricks that you did to deal with having a baby at a concert. So we, Can we I took say a baby. Something yeah, go for it. Before, again, every week we're probably like, you know, two seconds for being CPS being called on us. It was not just a concert. Like, concert for me feels like you're standing up. The crowd is in tight. This was a jazz festival. A jazz festival, And yeah. it said, uh, bring your own food and yeah. alcohol. So in my brain, because we're... You know, we met and fell in love in Chicago. We've been to so many outdoor festivals in Chicago where you literally have a big grassy area and you pitch your big blanket up and you get your strawberries and your bubbly out and you're sitting there having a a sickening moment with your family, right? Yeah. So we go to this place. Bring your own chairs as well. Bring your own chairs. So we brought our chairs. We brought uh, a blanket and all of that so we could pitch a little, a little cute little picnic tent um, with our baby. And it ends up being like, rows of concerts yeah concert rows and seats yeah it's like wooden benches and so i i bought the cheaper tickets uh and so there were like little sections where you could get with tables but those were very expensive so we ended up sitting out on a row on Mm -hmm. like these hard benches which is fine we had a blanket and then the other thing we didn't realize is that in 
I guess, LA, everyone drives and they want to pack as many cars into a lot as possible. So Ugh. there's a lot of tandem parking in LA, even in the, um, not only like venues, but also in, um, you know, uh, houses or co- yes. housing complexes as Just well. stacked parking. Yeah, so like it's like a valet, but there's no valet. So, so you, you cannot leave. leave. Well, yeah, you once you park. Leave. So the concert, you know, ends at 10 and we got this baby here and we didn't know it was tandem parking until we got there. And we're like, right. I, I guess we'll just persevere. We'll push through. So that was sort of a drag. We to, sat in the car for like an hour. Just we like, did. I read a. I brought a novel. I read my book, and getting out was insane. It was yes, not it was. insane, uh, but just very difficult. A lot of maneuvering, and uh, it it was a good time. But um, I I think the great thing about this concert is that everyone was just around us was just so kind to wild. Yeah. Like they were sharing food with us. They were holding her. She had so many aunties, but we did meet this one woman who was like, you know, I feel like wild chose you. you yeah, know, she like, chose you as parents, like very yeah. LA spiritual. And she's like, very. you know, you know, I do a uh, spiritual guidance and spiritual renewal. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was uh, like spiritual vow. And renewal. She, and she she's like, like I can just tell y'all are so happy. So what you need now is for me to do a reading where I share how happy y'all are with each other. She's This is she, in the middle of a jazz festival, a j- mind Yeah, you. We're, we're trying to listen to the music, and she's like, you know, red wine. You know, And we love our red wine, but like yeah. her whole... You, you know how like somebody has like a red wine lipstick, and then they're c- still drinking she wine? So she, she was very intoxicated, talking over the jazz, sharing with us about how we were connected spiritually in another life. It, and, and I'm then, kind of just like I just want to listen. The best, the best part of this situation is that she looks at me. She's like, you know what? If you want, you know, I could do a, a spiritual renewal for you guys. And she pulls up mm-hmm. a QR code yes, on her, her Apple, Apple Watch, Watch. Yep. and turns around and and says, you know, why don't you That's go ahead me. and scan it? That's me. And I, and I really wanted to be like, no, but at the same time, she had given us a lot of food. She had held wild. <laughs> She'd given us chocolate, uh, shared. Well, to the point where I felt bad denying it. Like, yeah, like so I, I think you, I feel like you just paid the picture. Like, but we were just so hungry, so she had to give us. She'd be like, "Y'all want any pasta?" She's like, "I just made it. It's really good." I'm like, "Okay, sure." We, I got some chocolates over here. You look like you need a little chocolate. You're like, "Oh, oh, sure." sure like, yeah. Well, you know what? You two, I got some fresh popcorn. I just made. So it got to the point where I was like. I don't even want these things. I don't want to be mean. So by the time she then offered us her services and business, I was just like, all right, I I, I don't know what you want from me. She was also an immigration lawyer as well oh. and, and divorced with a, with a 23-year-old boy. Oh, you know a lot about I her life. I knew a lot about this woman's life. Yeah, because oh, yeah. the concert people would be like, all right, who? Where are all the people in relationships out there in love? Oh, she's like her divorce or something. I was like, ouch. She was a whole character. Yeah, she, she was. was really sweet. But uh, I, I love when somebody has like a little boozy charm. But yeah. scanning that QR code was just crazy. Did you Did you find out? Like, did you Did you look at some of the services she offered? No, I mean, I'm not. I'm not about that life. I think we should do it. 
Well, she. Did, I want to find out did, if we were connected spiritually in a past life. She did say though, and that this was actually good advice, right? Because amidst all the absurdity a person might be presenting, there's always a little bit of like truth nugget, right? You can just extract that truth. Even a nugget. broke clock is right twice a day. Yeah, and she did say, you know, every five years you should do a little vow renewal, do a little ceremony. It's just a really great way because your vows are going to change. Like you got a baby now, like you add that to the vows. And I thought that was like really helpful, and I was like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What would you add in the new vows? I'd be like something about, you know, caring for us, building each other up as a family, um, you know, parenting together, even through like the hardest times and th- even through the happiest times. Right. And I think that would be a really cool thing. Like, I think five years. So we're, we'll be married five years next year. And I okay. would love to do just a small, you know, maybe 50 people, like just a day where we we dress up. We look, wear a little nice. Oh, right? we're what inviting people. I think we have the budget just went yeah. up. Well, patrons, go ahead okay. and support us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, would, that would actually yeah, be really right. Special. And just just I mean, we went to Paris for our fourth wedding anniversary. Yeah, we so we have take me to the have our next friend. Year. Yeah, we'd have our friend Jason come and you know do the renewal. I could write another. My guitar playing skills have gotten better, and I thought that was really helpful. Yeah. Really helpful advice. And so, despite the craziness of this woman, she gave us some good advice. And she... I wouldn't even she, call her crazy. I she wasn't call, crazy. Yeah, yeah. She She's, was just a character. She yeah, was yeah, a yeah. character. Despite, she was a slight, slightly annoying. Yes. But, <laughs> but that's fine, yes. because we all have people in our lives, or we interact with, that, that are annoying. But that doesn't mean that they don't have value. And it also, I think before I had a child, I had this misconception that people are just so annoyed by kids. Mm, you know, yeah. like you see so this many videos, you see so many videos of like TikToker snaps on little kid or like, you know, yeah. impatient working dad, you know, went off on some kid who was having a tantrum or whatever. And so I am overly aware of how wild shows up in different spaces yeah. like it's like when we're on a plane or something i'm kind of like please 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 like we're trying our best over here and most people you know like pe- when you're off of the internet in person people are actually really kind yeah that that's been my um, the internet experience the internet gives this like this perception that <laughs> everybody uh will react in a violent, cruel way when a child is being an inconvenience. Correct. Because those are the videos that go viral. But the day-to-day life is most people are pretty okay with babies. Like, even the the young single people in our life who don't have kids yeah we have many friends who don't have who, kids who, who, who love our friends who like you know like who would who you would think would be annoyed you know air quote would be annoyed at a kid freaking love yeah wild, like whenever you know? I'm occasionally like can you please help me out today girl like our our nanny just canceled yeah. like I need a little bit of they're like girl yeah like and I'm like ah, this is what I and we did that when yeah. we didn't have a kid we we, we, we used to babysit watch, all the time yeah, and it was fun so I think you really do like. Being on the internet world and being IRL are really just... I had a moment like that today where I was... Um, I've, I've kind of stopped reading trash comments on that video. Like, I, I know it's a joke. Like, there's no there's no need in yeah. reading more people dragging me and being racist towards me because it's just like... I mean, this is literally the love of my life. I'm married. So, like, feel yeah. free to shit on me. And I had a moment in... Um, like, I went to the gym, and then I went to... I always get, like, a little Jamba Juice protein yeah. smoothie after that. And this black girl walked in. I held the door open for her, and she walked in. 
And she looked at me like with a little squint. And and mind you, like I just finished with the gym, and the last thing I'm seeing on the internet is people being like mean making, to me. Yeah. So she looks at me, she squints, and she pulls her shades down, and she's like, "Oh, you're that girl from TikTok, aren't you?" And I was like, <laughs> you, "You know, I'm like, like well, ready? what what's gonna come after this?" She's gonna make fun and of you. And she was like, "Hilarious." She's like what what you're doing she's like you got something and just don't Aww. stop and i almost cried i was like i need to pay for your juice but these juices are like 9.96 so i should <laughs> like and you're wearing gucci shades so i i feel like you got more money than me but it really was this beautiful moment where it's like my last touch point was just such meanness from strangers yeah that on the day-to-day in person you know like because maybe like a, a person or two a day will stop us and just say like, ah, oh, like you two truly got me through this thing. But it was just so, it was like, it was, I know I can wax nice. poetic about like how just beautiful that moment was, but we are it was, not, it was we are not so bothered great. when strangers come up to us. No, like, not at oh, all. You make us laugh or this no. or that. You know, the thing is the ratio between kind comments and mean comments yes. are significantly skews uh, kind comments, but it's those mean comments yeah. that really, really stick out to us. And I think bringing it back to yeah. parenting is I'm discovering that when you are mean to a kid, they often just remember that meanness. So if you have to be mean to a kid at some point, make sure that you are like overshadowing that with kindness, kindness, like kindness right. and compliments, because even in our, you know, physical relationships the meanness always tends to stand out where like i mm. <laughs> there are moments even with you we'll talk about the do's and don'ts the parent you know do's and don'ts of marriage right or relationships we're going to go into that but do's and don'ts of relationships is that always always make sure for every like one negativity you pre- you know present give like 10 compliments say 10 uh, things that are kind to you know the roommate, the girlfriend, the boyfriend, the partner, the wife, the husband, whatever. Like make sure you just overshadow with kindness because I there are moments with you is that I will do so much nice things for you. You know I'll compliment you or I'll you know clean the house or make you food and then I provide that one sort of biting sarcastic remark. And that's what you're going to end the day on thinking because that mm-hmm. the meanness just has a way of sticking in a way that kindness doesn't. Yeah, which is so strange. Yeah. I, I feel similarly sometimes with you. I be like, okay, when I come when I come back, could you just like load and unload the dishwasher? I, I, you just feel like I'm not. Here we go. And I'm like, I literally just complimented the incredible meal you made. I just complimented. Thank you for watching Wild while I went, ran over town to do this thing. Like, I just complimented, thank you for editing me, helping me edit this video. And for some reason, you heard, like, can this be done when I get back? And it was like... That's a little different than what I'm saying, because that's an ask. I think a better better thing would be like, well, you didn't didn't do the dishwasher again today. Got you, got you. Right, that's... I think an ask, I'm a little bit more okay. That doesn't really bother me. But when you make, like, a sarcastic remark... Those sort of stick to me, despite the fact that you might have complimented me in all these other ways. I hear you. So Which what, is the same thing so on what, the comments. What's, what's a girl to do? A, there, a comedian girl. It, you just have to be very particular with your your acts of like meanness. Because sometimes people, sometimes you have to be mean to someone 
like they deserve a little meanness, you know? Because remember yesterday I was like, so here's the thing about it, y'all. Ben cooks. And I typically clean the dishes. Yeah, but sometimes, for whatever reason, Ben will be like, you know, Amber, I know you're a little bit busy, so I want to clean the dishes today. Like, yeah. I made the meal. I know I made the meal. And I know you're about to run out, so I want to clean the dishes. And I was like, Ben, no. Like, it's it's totally fine. I'll clean the dishes. I'm just, it's not going to happen right now, but I'm going to do it when I get back. And then you're like, no, no, no. Leave those dishes for me. Like, you are adamant. Like, those yeah. are my dishes. Don't you dare touch them. Da-da-da-da. So then the next day comes around. I'm like, okay, well, he told me to leave the dishes, but we're going into, like... <laughs> We're going into 24 hours since he told me to leave the dishes and not touch them. So do I clip? And right now our microwave is broken. So it's like all of the dishes that I need to like warm up a meal in oh, this yeah. pot are now in the dish in the dish holder dirty. But he told me not to wash them. So now well, I'm kind yeah. of like we're living like it's 1850. Yes. Right yes. So now I go to bed and I'm kind of like. All right, you said you was gonna get to these dishes, and now we're at a point where you're we we actually need you to get to them either now or let me do them. She says it a little bit more mean than that, but what yeah. I say, man, go go do your best, do your best, Amber. Yeah, when when I need to do something. <sighs> Hands up. Okay, I mean, I would have done them if I would have known. That you were going to procrastinate. You told me you were going to do them, Ben. Like, I, I'm I'm going to be mad if they're not done when I come home. I mean, now it's your decision. Right? I don't, I don't see anything wrong with this form of communication. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what would you have me say when you told me you were going to do the thing and then you haven't stuck to the thing like, when, the, the, when you didn't you, even have to do what the you thing. say is like stick to what you say ben come on come you think on. you think that's nicer than the, the first no thing. no that i mean that no i was still thinking of, of the kinds of ways you would say it that would make me be like oh, that was mean okay how would you i'm asking how would you like me to say it oh dang uh you you gotta say something you gotta like smooth you gotta you gotta give me the compliment. Be like, "Ah, oh, baby, that food you made was so so good." Are you sure you really got the dishes? I I mean, I can no problem. No, all right, all right. Well, you know, if if you're not able to do them, you know, I can do them when uh, I come back. No, you okay? Okay. Well, well, if they're not done, it's just it, you know, there's gonna be like rats and, and mice <laughs> and cockroaches inside there. We don't want that, right? Because we don't want them. Because you don't feel like this food. is infantilizing and patronizing. We don't want that, right? Like we that feels I like mean, talking bump. to wild. But right. if that's how you want to be talking to, I can do that. I want you to baby me a little bit. <laughs> I need you to be nice to me. I mean, every you know, you got to give me like a hundred compliments. Like this food was so great. Thank you so much for doing all this. I can do that. Just but you know, but when I do that, sometimes you're like, here we go. What you gonna ask me for? It's like when you come in, you're like, you're looking so nice. I'm like, what do you want? That's true. I also think that. I mean, you're sort of in a lose-lose situation. I am. Well, talking about lose-lose situations, do's and don'ts. (laughs) Let's talk about this. of This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Chips. 
Because marriage ain't for everybody. Ooh, dang. Okay. Letter number one. Dear Amber and Ben, how long is too long to wait to have a wedding? I'm currently engaged. We've known each other since preschool, and we've been in a relationship for eight years, and we've been engaged for three years. We have a six-year-old son together. There are no other kids besides the six-year-old son. And we are both 30 years old. We have not picked a date for the wedding, and there has been zero planning. And this person wanted to add to me that neither of them bring up the wedding. I mean, <laughs> well, you can't have a wedding if you don't plan it. So, right. Well, what in your opinion... Now, let, let's, let's answer the first one. Yeah. How long is so, too long to right. wait so to get that's, that's married? That's the question. The if question you, is if how long. If you're already engaged. So, listen. You plan the wedding, and once you're done planning the wedding, then you get married. And so, that's going to be a range depending on who you are. It could be six months of planning. It could be three years of planning, right? Because if you want a huge wedding and you need to save up the money for the funds— Go ahead, do that. Make it three years. Hey, if you want to be engaged for five years because you want to have this elaborate wedding and you don't want to take out any loans for it, go ahead, have a three-year, five-year engagement. That's the thing. It's all uh, it's all relative. It's but relative. in this case, I would say in this person's situation, you've been engaged for too long. Like, that's too long because you're not planning and you're not bringing yeah. up anything. So... For me, it's not necessarily like a specific time, one year, six months, two years, three three years, two months, whatever. There's no specific time. That's mm -hmm. all on on relative to how you're planning. But if you're not planning, then a month is too long to be engaged. If you're not planning, three months is too long to be engaged. You shouldn't be engaged if you're if there's no steps being taken right. to make this like wedding happen, this ceremony happen. And it doesn't have to be a big ceremony. No, of course not. It doesn't have to be elaborate at all. And maybe, maybe you don't want to get married because yeah, of maybe that, the maybe trauma that's the behind tea. marriage and the fact that marriage. Let's be real. Marriage is a misogynistic structure, right? And so you, yeah, but that's not what we're talking about right now. I, like I'm we just, we could I'm we could talk saying, about that, but that's you know that's not what we're talking about. Right that's now, not but. what I'm talking about. But if that's sort of an idea that you're thinking. Maybe the reason you're not getting married is because you have this trauma that deals with this idea of marriage. And that has to be dealt with first. Yeah, I think it's difficult when, especially for this person, you have a child. And the reality is marriage comes with benefits. So it's like, whose health care is this child going to be on? Are we all on a family plan? Are we all like, like... It, it really does get down sometimes to some contractual things that come with marriage. And I think, like, if I can just keep it a buck, it feels like sometimes after three or four years, it ain't never going to happen. Like, unless you do something drastic and present this person with, like, an ultimatum and say, like, hey, we are currently engaged. I want to be married within the year because I have not seen somebody successfully save money for a wedding or whatever for three, four, five, eight years. Like it's typically not a money thing. Cause you can always just like, let's go to the courthouse, get legally yeah. married and then we'll save for a big ceremony. But I've found that it's just typically like, we're just procrastinating. We're not bringing it up. We're not prioritizing it. And so that's when it feels a little bit like, well, why aren't we prioritizing it? Are we like, maybe we should go to therapy and talk about, like, like, go to therapy, and our end goal in this therapy session is marriage. But I think it's it's start marriage counseling or something. Yes, because and it's a that. little misleading. I mean, not that you should worry about anybody outside of a relationship besides yourself, but I think 
sometimes weddings are for like families and and yeah. stuff like that. So it's difficult when your family members like, oh my god, we're excited for this thing, and now it's like, okay, should should we should we book flights? Should we uh, not book? Like, is this something happening this summer? Is it a destination? Should we be saving? Because I I mean I have a cousin right now who's getting married in Cancun, and I was like, this kind of came up a little bit too sudden, and I don't know, but. You know, because because a part of that is communicating with your family about the whereabouts or, or what if what if a freak accident or something happens. And now, like this person is not a beneficiary because I remember when we first had wild, we were like, oh, we got to get serious about like life insurance and beneficiaries and updating right. documents. You, and you things don't have like to. That. I want to be clear right now that all the benefits of being married and I'm pretty sure throughout all states um, can be supplied uh, applied to uh, a domestic partner so you actually That's don't have to be married for okay. health insurance so when you're right. like oh there are benefits there are actually probably less benefits in some ways it's depending on like your depending state, right but it because feels like for, this person... for us like if you for filing taxes it actually probably would have been better if we filed separately if we <laughs> so weren't could... right but i'm just saying married. i'm not gonna act like i i just hate when i hear people say marriage is just a piece of paper it's like no things kind of do change with marriage depending on the like, ceremony yeah socially yeah absolutely but i'm not leaving money to somebody if i pass on who i didn't like make a legal binding commitment to like i'm just not like yeah. me personally you can you can say you would have left me that money but i'm not or you know we share a couple of accounts together like i'm not doing all that with somebody like with my boyfriend i you, am not you would have to be more intentional about how you go about like uh, making your domestic partner uh, the beneficiary, you would have to do that yes. more explicitly. Maybe it's more like once you're married in certain states, right. then everything is like split. But here's uh, the thing about it, though, Ben. In most cases that I've seen, and this doesn't mean it's true. It's just my in my experience. Like in most cases that I've seen, somebody doesn't have all of the paperwork and stuff together for a domestic partner. Right. Like it's just like no, nah, we're just delaying all that too. Like it, it's typically one or the other. And correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if you're somebody out there that you're like, nope, me and my partner are not getting married, but we do share these things. We do have benefits. They're on my health insurance. They're, you know, if, if something happens to them and they're about to die or something, like we we got as many ducks in a row as we can. Or obviously, in some states, there's an issue of like same-sex relationships and and things have to be shitty for that reason too but i think not, like not with the supreme court decision yeah well i'm well i'm i'm yeah. saying like there might be some people out there that have not gotten married yet because of certain situations you know i'd be knowing what's going on in my state in my state only uh, sometimes oh uh, you say like it's more it's less socially acceptable so it might be more difficult to get a venue to get married yes 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 I especially it's saying. like well like, this like whatever you can always go to the courthouse type of thing right yeah I just think if you, if especially with the the ki- if y'all are already engaged, I'm not telling people like marriage is the solution to, like, like I'm not the person. I, I know plenty of friends that are going to be together forever that are not married. That's fine. I think this person wrote in because they want to be married. They want to bring it up to their partner, and they kind of maybe don't know how. And there's been zero planning around it. So I think you you and this person, you and him, should say like. What are you doing this Saturday? Can we set aside two hours to talk about our wedding? And if he's giving you the old like, what? What you mean our wedding? It's like, well, you asked me to marry you. Yeah. Why I haven't like we talked wedding. about this? Yeah. Yes, because it takes and it's shitty because the reality is like, especially if it's like a, a man woman couple, like a lot of the planning just falls on the woman because mm. you know we've 
air quote aspire to marriage our whole lives. Yeah. So it's it's really I've seen hard. The wedding planner. Yeah, that but yes, seen as when she's a little baby, like she's a little girl. She's Correct. Like J Lo's yes. character, but in a, in most cases, like the woman becomes the wedding planner. Like I remember, you remember the day of our wedding? You'd be like, "We should invite so and so and so and so." I was like, "I don't," because there were so many times during the planning stage that I was asking you, I was begging you to give me your list of people. I was begging you to tell me what you wanted out of X Y Z, and now we're here, and you're like, "We should." I'm like, "No, you don't get any more decisions." Like enter Bridezilla. But there, but you remember there were times where I was like, Ben, I need you to sit down and, and do this for the wedding. Like, we need to go to the cake tasting. We need to go to the planner. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe y'all should even just plan a Saturday to like say like, let's just shop around. Let let's have a date today and look for venues. Like maybe just cold, cold drop them like that. You know. Like, hey, what do you think of this spot? Because I think that's what we did. We were like, well, we're probably not going to get married too soon, but let's just go look at menus. And then we went to that one place, and they were like, you want to get married in six months? And I was like, oh, Ben, can we do it? And I think that probably scared the shit out of you, but. I, I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said it. You said it just like that, too. I was like, okay, yeah. well, what you know, wh- when would you ideally like to get married? You were like, maybe in three or four years. I was like, girl. Did no. I say three or four years? I remember I, you saying something oh, no, like that at the I time. Think, I think what I wanted was I wanted to save up money for a down payment on a house. I wanted to get a house first. That was the Which the is fair, thing. but that that's the and point. Amber, yeah, Amber wanted to use that money for a down payment to, for, to plan the wedding. Well, it's hard because I know that this is like a big debate, right? Like the, the down payment versus the wedding. But there's something for me about the presence of a wedding. Whereas I've made a down payment on a home that I don't even live in right now. It's in another state. Mm-hmm. So, which, you know, I love. I love that we still, like, have our condo in Chicago. But, like, we live here now. So I would have hated to miss out on a wedding in that moment in time. Because I'm trying to, like, plan for a future when in reality, you know, me and you... We we live in LA right now, but we might we might live in Japan next yeah. year. Like so I think I think the other thing that I think is a little BS that Amber said was like, Oh, you know, you shouldn't <laughs> care about what other people think about your relationship. And I disagree with that pretty hardcore. Like when you are okay. in a relationship, a lot of people think that it's just me and this other person. And that's not true. Like you you have family yeah. and your family, whether you like it or not, whether it's okay or not, it's going to be part of that relationship. Yeah. And so for both, I do and, think you can make your own rules though. Yeah, yeah. Like we for, were talking about last for sure. Week. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, let me finish. So I think with an Amber situation, like both of our parents uh, really cared about us being married because we're living together. And to say that doesn't matter is absurd. Like, you know, for us, I think it did matter because for us being married, it sort of, for them at least, solidified our relationship a little bit more. And so I think that is a, a positive thing in some sense to allow yourself to be influenced by your family, right? Because it's oh, not yeah. just a relationship. Well, and, it's hard also to for your family to see, like, is this somebody I should be investing in or not? Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and like that sounds being shitty. Being from the South and my yes. parents being very Christian and religious, I think this was us having like a, a statement of like, no, we do take this relationship seriously and we're actually going to create a ceremony around that. So I actually have no regrets for us getting married. 
Um, in fact, I wish I planned a little bit more. I think I, I, I gave Amber a lot of responsibility. Well, she just... <laughs> No one gives no no one gives Amber responsibility. She just takes it. I tried but, to. Oh, you gonna sit there and act like I didn't try to loop you in on some of that? No, no, you you did. But I think um, I wish I did a little bit more. You know, because because yeah. you just you you will just take on the responsibility. Yeah, automatically. I will, I will say if uh, I will say <laughs> look at me. I will say if you're asking about like you know what did you and Ben do? Essentially, we got married and got. We got engaged and got married within the year. Yeah. Um, but you were plant. It took a year for us to plan it. Of so course. The, the of moment course. we were engaged was the moment Amber started planning because that's who you are. You are a planner. Like, you're an. Or- that, that's, that's a good thing. That's when you're thing. excited. Because that's a good thing. If if I would have waited over two years, we would be engaged right now. Like. <laughs> oh, you a, think a, so? Oh, because yeah. I I get busy. So for you, t- time like time is important. So like two years, you would say under two years, how long is too long? Yeah, because it's hard for me. It's very, very hard for me to be motivated about something that's like over a year away. Mm, like, I think that's like why pregnancy project. was kind of long for me because I was just like, oh, my God, this is an this is a nine months. So, so like, based on your assessment on anything, George R. R. Martin will never finish. Never. <laughs> ne- well, a Song I, it's, of Ice it's and not, Fire. It's not hard it's like after for some so, people. Yeah. After, well, after 11 years of him trying to write a book, it's probably not going to get done. So even if you were to write a book like or even make a movie after two years... The project is not probably not going to get done, you know. It's not for me because I. There are like thir- when I came, people do thirty-year projects on different things, and which is I'm, amazing. But yeah. when I came home that day and I was like, "Hey, can we move to LA in like a month or two? Like, and you're like, "Well, we probably should it, save." Amber, and I'm like, Amber moves "I can't quickly. save. Yeah. I can't." Or, or right now, I'm super motivated to work out because yeah. we're going to a wedding in September. So it's a little bit. But easier. if I don't have like things coming up. It is you need shrimp, like fried yeah, rice shrimp every fried. freaking night, every freaking or day. The other like, thing, I need stuff coming up. The other thing it can work with planning is that you set benchmarks. So the goal could be yes. two years or three years, but by the end of year one, we'll have a place. By the end of year two, we're going to have all the wedding um, attire and the accoutrements and where we're going to eat. By wedding three, we're going to you know make sure everyone gets in. Yep. Yeah, bench. You know, all the benchmarking. That's smart. So you could also do it that way, little by little. So yes, in conclusion, have a meeting this weekend about it to, yeah. uh, you know, to to just see some venues. Uh, okay, so we're gonna skip our other letter for right now because we're gonna jump into that letter next week. And what we're gonna do? I don't do, think they even knew we had another. We, letter. we typically do two letters a week. Oh, really? Is that? Yeah, that's how I was about to do it, but you were like, I know we we can do it. Yeah, go it's ahead, a quick do one. It. Do I it. think it's a quick one. You ready? Yeah. Dear Amber and Ben, communication and trust have always been very important to me in a relationship. I'm going to skip all the details, but we've been together going on three years, and we have uh, a child that's eight months old. My partner likes to talk about marriage and whatnot, but I've been hesitant because I don't think we're there. Anyhow, long story short, I just discovered my partner has been unfaithful, and this wasn't the first time. And now I don't know how to feel or what to do. My question is, how... Does one begin to trust again if I don't just leave his ass? Love y'all. Sincerely, blah, blah, blah. Damn. I Unfaithful is such a nebulous term. Like, I feel like there's levels Cheated. of it. <laughs> levels unfa- if unfaithful. Penetration. So if it's he like fucking sex, other bitches. Is it, is it texting what? or is it? Sex. Oh, oh, I. You see. know what I mean, like cheating, cheating. Because Amber the... watched like the Secrets of Hillsong or something like that, and the guy was oh, unfaithful. Yeah. 
and he, he would describe it as unfaithful, but, here's but I don't the thing, think he had penetration. Part part of the rules of their relationship, because yeah. every relationship you have your own set of rules. Yeah. In their rule book, he was unfaithful. That's yeah. I think for me, that's all we need. Well, I, I guess yeah, I okay, before I get my ass like shouted out. Uh, and by me up. or by other people? Just ev- everybody. They're like, not you trying to justify this man's I'm infidelity. just saying there's like levels because depending on like the level of unfaith, there's levels of unfaithfulness and some levels of unfaithfulness can be a little bit easier to forgive. I say no because this person also said in the past they have been unfaithful. Yeah. Like, so this is... This is a pattern. This is a pattern. Well, this is a pattern. I think any kind of pattern behavior is um, unforgivable if that person is unable to address that pattern, right? So, I mean, you have a kid together. That's really difficult. Yes. And it. my first question is, is this person willing to admit that they're unfaithful? Or are they willing to... Or were they caught? Or, yeah, well, yeah. Or, or are they willing to... And and more importantly, are they willing to work on this? Um, this, uh, you know, it looks like serial cheating. So, in the description, like this has happened uh, before. I'm curious as to why your partner talks about marriage, but is unfaithful. Like, it feels like you would be the one wanting to push marriage, and then they're hesitant, and then you find, like, oh, because they're unfaithful. It's like, but why do you want to get married? You're cheating on me. Well, you know, we we all watched that movie with um, Ben Affleck, and he doesn't want to get married, and yet he was the more faithful one. And then you have Bradley Cooper who is married, but he turns out to be yes. the unfaithful one. Right, but that movie would have confused us. if, it, uh, Just so we're clear, we're talking about um, he's just not that into you. That movie would have been confusing if Ben Affleck... Uh, if Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper was excited wanted to about married. getting ma- like Like, that movie worked because he's kind of like stuck in his sort of loveless marriage yeah. and then he cheats, but it's like... But why? But if you're excited about this potential upcoming marriage and cheating, that's that's confusing as hell. I don't know. I. It sounds like talking about marriage might be a way of, like, f- asking for forgiveness. Yeah, or saying like, I do take this relationship seriously. Yeah. I'm the one who wants to get married. You're the one who don't want to. Or it to. could be a form of ni- manipulation. Yes, or maybe they're the like, well, we're not married, so technically, did I cheat on you? Like, it depends on how they're using like the marriage card. <laughs> people do shit like that yeah, they're like, like i mean well, technically like we're not legally together like oh yeah was, like if we file paperwork we're single there was like a viral video of a man walking down on his wedding day and he's texting and the response comments on that video were like oh he's texting texting his side women being like oh sorry it's over now remember that video yeah you yeah showed oh me? my god i mean he was heavily texting he was heavily we we all speculating but yeah I or maybe he was on FaceTime with a parent that couldn't be yeah, there. We, we don't know we, the details. We don't. We have I no context. Talk about people not having context for some random thing they see on the internet. Here's the thing about this person's letter, real quick. I don't want to give advice like this is some distant person in the ether. So in my brain, I like to think of like if my friend had an eight month year old, which is very difficult mm-hmm. to have a, a child that young, and you're finding out about infidelity, which could probably have happened when I was pregnant, when I was postpartum. Mm-hmm. And they've done this before. And we've only been together three years. And now they're talking about wanting to be married. I would honestly Run recommend away. to my friend that they either break up or take a break. Like, let's mm. 
at which I know sounds like, well, that's so easy for you to say, but I just, if it's this was my friend, too. If I this need was, this person to help me out. Yes. Raising you, the kid. This yes. is not an easy situation. Yeah. Because it must, it, because you know what it is for me? Your, your self-esteem takes such a toll when you are postpartum. Mm. It just does. You don't have the body you used to have. Your mental state is, you don't have the, the teeth in your mouth that you used to have. You got cavities everywhere. So it's like, so wow, like as I am going through these like physical changes, you are being unfaithful. Like now what? Like I've had your baby I, and and now I'm I feel unattractive to you. I feel unattractive to myself and now to you. So for me, like that constant toll on my self-esteem, I personally would recommend to my friend like you need a break from this man. It doesn't yeah. mean y'all are going to be away from each other forever, but you need a break because it is so hard to parent when a child is that young. The last thing you need to worry about is if your person is being faithful. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so when you break up, you're like, oh, yeah, they can do whatever they want. Just make sure that you come here. Put put him on child support if he's not on child support yet. Ooh, you know, that's a, that's a long conversation for some people. But if, if it was me, if like, and I'm not even going to talk about him right now. If 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 Wild was eight months old, and we had only and, been together for three and years, and I was cheating, and you we'll cheated, talk about, uh, I would uh, have to break up with you, Ben, and yeah. I would have to put you on child support. Yep. That now, nah, and uh, I'm not, rec- I'm not I'm telling anybody. Me going back to teaching, oh, it would be so you would hard. get your ass up and work that would, nine I to would, five. I would start making more TikTok videos for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and what I and what I probably level. cry myself to sleep every night. Absolutely, yeah. but at the end of the day, you probably have to move back home. Yeah, like my mental state and my stability cannot handle potentially breastfeeding a child late into the wee hours of the night and you outside doing whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I can't I'm, deal with maybe that. Maybe they could have an open relationship. Maybe and, but you know that's not what this person wants. Yeah. Like you can't you can't go from like I I don't an open relationship is not the solution to yeah. trust and communication <laughs> issues. I want to be people, super people clear think, about that. People think, people that, think is, that it yeah. is, but it's not. It's like, it's oh, not. if your man has a problem being unfaithful and cheating, why don't y'all just open like no, that's not how that works. <laughs> That's actually That's not the solution advice. to the pro- correct. So I think, friend, and I'm just being honest with you because I feel like you're my friend right now. I think you should leave him for now. Like it's hard to be a fucking parent of an eight month old. It's hard to love your body again, and you cheating on me. Out of here, you're out. Out of here. Get you know what I'm here. saying? Anyway. Man. If I'm preaching, let me know. If y'all like Amber, you doing the most. Let her, I, let her, let like, her forgive him. I like uh, Pastor Amber. Pastor Amber. <laughs> I'm gonna Preach, start call- uh, I want to start calling you Pastor Amber. You should. Amen. All right, let's get into uh, Shelfie. I think we should just talk about one thing here, since we're going a little bit over time. What do you think? Or do you want to talk about your book for real, for real? Yeah, I can talk about my book because it's sort of funny. I was thinking about this. I'm reading this book called Revelation Space. Okay. By Alistair Reynolds, and the big part of this is traveling through space. So we cannot reach the the speed of light. That's impossible. But okay. we can. There are these ships called light huggers in the book Ooh. that can reach sort of close to the speed of light. So think about a truck driver with a family, but the truck driver goes out like 20 years and then has to come back. And Got so it. he's maybe aged. The truck drivers may be aged, you know, a couple months or whatever because they put them in cryo sleep. So you're mm. sleeping that entire time. Not interstellar. Yeah. Mm. And then you come back. And so this has a lot to do with the plot. And it's so it's so sad. Like there's this character 
who who ends up like because of a clerical error gets separated from her husband and she has to make she's like 20 years away from him so if she decides to go back she'll be 40 he'll be 40 years older than her and so wow. that becomes like a, a sort of a part a plot of the story Jeez. and it's really sad but it, <laughs> uh so just something, okay yeah it was you thinking about yeah i was that thinking about that us? also these ships though are sort of like la houses okay uh Basically, if you didn't buy one at this time, uh, you'll never be able to buy one because they're so expensive. They're called light hugger ships. And I was like, oh, man, he, the, per- the writer is describing these ships. I was like, oh, this is like an L.A. house. It's basically impossible to buy an L.A. house. They're all in certain neighborhoods. Um, sort of sad. Like price point. Wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, because you're reading this science fiction novel. It's like this ship that is so complex and expensive. And you're like, oh, there's houses like that. Now, we're basically yeah. living Just in this, this allegory for. Yeah. I don't know. That, it's That's a good, good book. book. So what is it called again? Revelation, Revelation Space? Space. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll put that in the episode notes because that does sound pretty sad. Like you don't you don't typically like reading sad things. This is that's that's more my it's it's more thought it's scene. more like thought provoking. I think like taking a science fictional concept and putting like a very human experience of like separation and travel because it is really taxing if you're a parent and you have to travel all the time, but now let's put that in a science fiction context and you're time traveling or, you know, basically in cryo sleep and you're going 20, 30, 40 years from someone, you know, that, that <laughs> talk about a widower. It's a very different kind of concept. I don't know. Or maybe you can think about it like, well, I'm unhappy, so we don't have to break up. Why don't you just go in space yeah. and I, I and stay. I, I stay here. Benefit. I stay here, young and beautiful. I can reap the benefits. <laughs> well, no, that person who goes in space is, stays young and beautiful. Oh, because you're you're that I person age. is traveling in in cryo sleep. Oh, never mind. So, I mean, I guess if you would don't you leave really... me to go to space, probably no to go space, to space. No. You love space. I do. I like this concept of space, but we just have no technology mm-hmm. that would allow us to survive. Like, there's if we had some sort of way of like you know, extracting solar energy and turning that, metabolizing that um, in our own bodies. And then we can create like breathable air um, yeah. within a travel. Like basically I would have to bio, bio, bio engineer myself so that I can make the food in my body, like in space. So I could breathe in space, so make my own, own, own oxygen or something uh, like that. Waste. Yeah, because everything in space Ugh. wants to kill you. You know, got it. Like so, you, so you're gonna be you're gonna conducive. be here with me, not being killed. Yeah, I I'm like not. That. I'm not gonna be traveling. We this we have no technology. We don't have the right technology for this space traveling. So, what what are you reading? I just finished. Uh, we see each other, which I've been talking about for the past couple of weeks. I'm about to start uh, detransition, baby. Uh, so read that a lot. I, I'm. I feel like my computer just died, and I don't actually know who the author is. But you bought that book for me. I where, did. where did you buy the book for me? Uh, so there is, I think it's like Skylight Books in Los Feliz. Okay. But I was with a, a friend from like childhood. He's like, oh, this is a great bookstore. So we went in, and I bought a. That was one of the books I bought for you a couple months ago. Yep. So I'm glad you're getting around to it. I am. Might take you a little bit to start a book, but eventually you get there. I'm gonna start tonight. Okay. Here's the last thing we want to talk about before we go. We both saw the blackening. We did. We're not going to talk too long about it. Um, we're just going to say spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So please, you have some time. Go see the blackening. It's hilarious. Uh, so good. 
thoughts that you can remember. I know the computer just died, but so like... the, the interesting thing about a slasher film because it's supposed to it's a mask slasher film. Yes, and I wanted to see some like cool kills. That's the reason why you watch a slasher film. You you know someone can you hit... praise its greatness a little bit first? It is. It is. So you're you're we're we're totally agree that it's hilarious. Well, the the thing that I love the most about it, as far as like slasher genre, is they take a board game, a racist board game, and yes. that sort of becomes the center. Right. And there is a lot of racism in the world, but specifically in board games. There is a game yes. called Puerto Rico that's racist. Um, Trivial there was, Pursuit can have be racist. Yeah. I, I, I played Trivial There was a Pursuit video before, game yeah. created by the white supremacist group called um, Ethnic Cleansing, and you are oh, a shooter, and God. you go around shooting like black people please tell me um, that's not a thing it's a hundred percent came out in like 2003 so there's racism that shows its face in many ways puerto rico is a really really famous game you are basically in charge you're a governor in charge of sugar plantations in puerto rico let's and you not. have to sell and let's like not. export this 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 game won a bunch of game awards right that's crazy and so racism you know you know lures its ugly head of, yeah because yeah. it's like it's it's a part of our so I the fabric of our society yeah the, and the blackening is the name of board game yes that these friends have to play right and in uh the movie and and that brilliant it's very funny so fu like the questions of... asked about the racist board game are so funny yeah. and and we went to the screening where it was just like packed because we were yeah. just really rallying about around the film so it was like the biggest blackest experience ever and it, it was just so culture it was so clearly written by black people yeah just like some of the like the, do you know the second verse of the like lift every voice and sing? It's yeah. like we don't fucking know that second lift verse like that. Oh, oh, continue. So, so continue. But someone, a character, <laughs> ends up realizing that they have to sing that for yes, sing that. And as like, the person in the movie theater was singing it, someone in the stand yes, was someone in our screening was singing. We were well. like, and yeah, and I love that. I was like, oh, watching that movie reminded me of the importance of watching movies with strangers. It yes. is important to watch movies. But there was with a strangers. kinship there yeah, because there of a, that. Yeah, yes. yeah, Ben was one of you know. I think you were actually the only white person in there. Maybe there was one other. I mean, I'm sure. So wasn't that a privilege for you to get to sit it was in that a room huge, with a yeah, 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 and just hear that joy and that like? One and could I have, say that it was a blackening moment. For me. Yes. Yeah. Well. That's not how blackness works, but yes, I just yeah. I just wanted people to know you were joking about that. But it was great, like this from the spade playing to oh like yeah, there's the one biracial girl it, in the group. You were disappointed that somebody didn't die with uh, by death of the rolling pin. Yeah, right? there's like that was infuriating. Yes, to you. there I've seen one person killed with a rolling pin in a in a horror movie. That was a Black Christmas remake. Billy the murderer uh, kills someone with a rolling pin. I think like we deserved more rolling pin deaths in slasher films. The other, yeah, basically, I, huge spoiler alert, but not knowing how to s play spades becomes like the villain's origin, origin story. story. I love that <laughs> I like because the there shame. is always like some one, the lone black family member that never learned how to play and now everybody doesn't want to teach them how to play. So that was, I thought that was just so funny and brilliant. I also thought it was nice flipping the trope on its head of not killing anybody in the group. Yeah. Nobody in the group died, right? Yeah, no one. Except no one, for the two people yeah, at the yeah, top of the movie. You need a blood sacrifice in the start of any horror film. And I love how they played with that. But here's the thing. Something that, uh, I think a lot of black folk have to learn how to do is communicate through looks just because they've always been we like, do know silenced. How to. 
We do and know so how to their, do that. Their voice has sort of been like taken away in many ways, or you bite your tongue, right? Like black people having to learn how to bite their tongue in certain situations. Yes. So the movie takes that trope, or no, that yeah, that, that, concept, lived experience, that lived experience, and they put it within a, a horror context, and it's very funny. That was a huge strength of of the film, and that sort of basically, um, you know, uh the black characters communicate through just looking at each other, like full dialogue. And it's very funny. That's so good. You know, it's also interesting. So there are only um, three white people in this film who all die. And one of the white, like two of the white people that die are villains. One is not a villain. He's presumed to be a villain. But I remember thinking like, this is a moment where I feel like this is going to be studied because it's like we don't really see sometimes in film like just like white casualties mm. of bodies but obviously like the black characters just naturally always like not not the villain but just dying just because like i remember thinking like when's the last time i saw like a meaningless white death in a movie mm. you know like with the park ranger yeah because i'm sure there were talks in the writers room of like oh should we keep him alive should we not like and they're like no it's a this is our movie let's kill him off he doesn't have to do anything wrong. Let's just kill him. Like, yeah. like we die meaningless deaths in movies for no reason, like just because. Yeah, you know. It's also the the uh, in trope in the trope of horror films is that you do have to have the law at some point die as a symbol mm. that the slasher is above the law. The slasher oh, supersedes I wasn't any with that rule trope. of order. Yeah, so you have, you know, cops dying all the time in, in slasher films, at least one or two, or, like, the cop who is trying to do some sort of good. I feel like they, the cops always, like, come at the end and, you know, like, yeah. after the whole house has been bloodied or whatever. Yeah. Or, or the well, the cop will come and investigate, and then, then they're killed. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think I like, I've seen both. But, yeah, even at the end, it was nice where the next morning they were like, so we should call, we should call the cops, right, y'all? And then everybody just like busts out laughing. Like, like no, they call the fire they call the fire department as well because they're like, oh yeah, that's safer. But yes. there's a nice little twist there uh, that is a callback historically. Yes. To I mean, in a, in like, a sad way. Yes. In a in a sad way. Yes. But I think there was a great story that is very serious and somber, dealing with a black superhero who's trying to like do good and save people. But every time, every uh, iteration of this black superhero uh, happens is uh, it's called the Venus effect. Um, and I think about what you're talking about. Yeah. But basically a black superhero, it's a great story was on is collected in the world um, best American science fiction fantasy. So check it out. The Venus effect, uh, violent Allen wrote it. She wrote it um, a trans writer and it's a sad sort of depressing story but there's a variation of that at the end of the blackening, but it's done with, with comedic effect. This idea that, oh, you know, maybe the police can't help us, but the firemen can help us. But still the same response happens, whether you Got call the police you. or the firemen, there's still going to be the the negative effect. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought, like, that's sort of done, thinking about, like, black people historically being super uh, trapped by any yes. um, law. Uh, enforcement, whether it's like politicians, cops, firemen, yeah. you know, whatever, park rangers. And in this case, they do that, but instead of making it like somber, serious, there's a, a comedic twist to it. Yeah. Which, you know, lessens the trauma 
of that historical experience. It's a great movie. It Check out is the just phenomenal. Please watch it. So funny. Watch it with friends. You don't. I'm not even gonna say like get high and go watch it. No, watch it sober. Uh, it's like Dwayne Perkins is an absolute genius. Like he's one of the like lead writers who sort of created this whole idea for this based yeah. on um, an idea that he did with Three P, which was an improv group. In Chicago. Chicago, let's go, fucking Chicago. Yeah. Uh, so I've been a fan of Dwayne's for a long time. So seeing this come to, I, I saw him at a party this year. He's like, my movie's coming out soon. I was like, oh, this is sick. Like we got to, we got to watch it. We got to talk about it on the podcast, which I know, obviously, we don't complete. We've rebooted from the side by side, but we still wanted to prioritize watching this film. So please go watch the Blackening and. We're good, Ben? Yeah. And we'll see y'all next week for the show. We did another one. Yay. Until Spotify kicks us out, we'll be here. Okay, bye, y'all. Bye. You know they're from TikTok, cause those laughs keep you coming, cause they're wildin' all the time. Before wild throws a tantrum, listen to our silly anthem, cause they're wildin' all the time. to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube